The Sheikah were by far the most influential group of people in Breath of the Wild, barring Link himself. They set up 136 shrines and each dungeon that the hero traversed throughout the course of the game. While the fact that every single one of those shrines had the exact same theme can be debated on till the end of time, in universe there's no mistaking the power that the Sheikah had over the Kingdom of Hyrule throughout the time predating the Calamity 100 years ago. Their influences must have been everywhere, even when considering these shrines would have been underground at that point. They still would have had their guardians protecting people and two of their top scientists, both Robbie and Piora. But we're not here to discuss their impact on Breath of the Wild today. I wanted to dive into their potential responsibilities in Tears of the Kingdom, since we haven't seen too much of them in trailers that points to them having as large of a role in this game, though I am sure that they will when all said and done. Make sure to subscribe for more weekly Zelda content, though I am hammering out a little bit more at the minute, and I hope you enjoy. We haven't seen any of the key members of the Sheikah in any of the trailers so far at all. No Pura, no Robbie, no Pyre, and no Impa. Saying this, I think they still have a giant role to play in Tears of the Kingdom, and I definitely don't think we've seen the end of Sheikah technology as a whole, and I've thought that since the first look trailer for the game. It played such a prevalent role in Breath of the Wild that it would be genuinely insane to not have them play any part in the next game, so let's talk about them. Remember this is speculation, so you can agree, disagree, or come up with your own conclusions down in those comments. Even though the Zonai have been the hot topic of discussion since the last couple of trailers rolled out, the Sheikah aren't to be underestimated, especially in the same world as Breath of the Wild. Already we've seen that Link has a Sheikah slate of some kind in his hands in this scene. Along with this, we also know that the map for Tears of the Kingdom still has that same Sheikah blue background. There is no way that the Zelda team are going to get rid of the camera rune feature from the last game, so I think it's a safe bet to say that this Sheikah slate looking thing is going to be used as a map and as a camera. That seems even more likely when you remember that Piora's signature catchphrase is literally Snap. Though I do wonder if we'll have some brand new abilities on this new slate too, or if it's literally just going to be used as a map. The slate in Breath of the Wild was shaped like a Wii U tablet because that's what the game was initially supposed to release on. This time the slate is shaped like a Switch because it's what it's releasing on, so I personally don't think that the shape has anything to do with its abilities and what it can do. Especially since the Sheikah slate that Zelda uses 100 years before the events of Breath of the Wild isn't exactly the most up-to-date piece of tech that it could be. I wonder if the Sheikah have come up with some new and improved runes, but considering this is a game we're talking about and not real life, I imagine that if there are any other runes apart from the camera or amiibo rune, then it'll probably be stuff that are optional, a lot like the upgrades for the Sheikah runes are in Breath of the Wild. You don't have to get them, they aren't necessary, but they make life just that little bit easier. I could see that being the case, but yeah, who am I to know? I just find it weird if there aren't any additional runes with the camera. On that same point, Sheikah technology is crazy in Breath of the Wild, and they have to have been cooking something between the time jump to this game. As an example, what if those platforms we've seen in the gameplay teats for the game and in the new trailer are actually Sheikah made and are used for testing some of their own items? This seems slightly more plausible considering these platforms are made before the Sky Islands or around Hyrule. Could they have been used for some Sheikah tech that we haven't seen in the game yet? Maybe these platforms function like Rivali's Gale or something like that, so we have a quicker way into the sky. We have a rocket for similar purposes by the looks of it, but we won't always have one of those on hand, so I wonder if these platforms will have any kind of technological significance. On top of that, we've also seen that Link has a brand new glider. While it's not a marvel by any means, I do wonder if the hero has acquired this glider from the Sheikah after giving them the right gear, since it seems to have been made from the new type of wood seen in the Sky Islands as opposed to the darker wood of Hyrule. Plus it is slightly more advanced with its new tassel-like add-ons, making it more aerodynamic. 
Pura and Robbie literally own Ancient Tech Lab, so I wonder if they'll be interested in taking a look at Link's new arm and creating Sheikah runes based on that energy. I could imagine they'll also upgrade the abilities we have on the arm too, considering that was one of Pura's main purposes in Breath of the Wild. Barring this and the Sheikah Slate, I'm not too sure on how else the Sheikah can advance the hero in Tears of the Kingdom, so let's move on to some stuff we've seen in the trailers. Let's go back to the Sheikah Shrines, ancient trials for the hero of the wild to ensure that they are the hero that he needs to be to fight the Calamity. One interesting thing about the shrines that we kind of take for granted in Breath of the Wild is that they're all built underground. You use an elevator, Link makes his way into the earth, and boom, there's a giant shrine just waiting for you down there. But what happens when Sheikah Shrines aren't in the world anymore? That's been one of the biggest questions we've been asking when it comes to Tears of the Kingdom, and we're getting close to having at least some sort of answer now. Well, some of these shrine spots seem to be overrun by this new kind of statue with an energy spiral circling its centre, whilst other shrine spots seem to be overrun with malice. Some of these malice spots also seem to be where mini-bosses lay in Breath of the Wild too, though that doesn't have too much of a place in this conversation. I could see one of those underground areas that we see in an advert posted by Nintendo this week being found underneath these brand new Sheikah spots. Will they function as our brand new Sheikah shrines? I don't think so, but I'm open to the idea. Especially since this golem looking thing in the last trailer also looks like it's found on one of those areas. Plus lighting your way through a dimly lit area seems like a shrine puzzle in of itself. It feels like a better rehash of the puzzle present in Typhlo Ruins in Breath of the Wild. We've probably seen another area that's kinda like this in the February trailer too. In that shot where we see malice infested bokoblins mining in an area that has a similar environment to that of the advert. The Bacoblin has probably been affected by the malice at the entrance of this cave area, so I have to wonder if these areas are the remains left behind by the Sheikah Shrines being stripped away. Speaking of which, I wonder if one of the reasons why we don't get much Sheikah tech in Tears of the Kingdom is because they've been spending a load of time just stripping away a load of the tech left behind by their ancestors, slowly stripping away each and every Sheikah Shrine and Divine Beast, using those parts to create new technology in the future, but they haven't quite reached that point just yet. That or the explanation could be that there's a different solution altogether. When Zelda said that something was going down at Varuta at the end of Breath of the Wild, I wonder if that was the Divine Beast knowing its time was up and it was time to pack up. It makes me wonder whether the Sheikah of Old basically set up a self-destruction protocol when the Calamity has been defeated, or if it's just going back into hiding once more. We don't know, but I hope we get answers to this in-game, even if the answers are only alluded to by the Sheikah themselves. Next, I just want to touch on what might be these towers, or something else entirely. If we do get brand new Sheikah runes in the next game, I wonder if we'll be acquiring them from wherever Link is in this shot, considering this is definitely something Sheikah built. This elevator shot from the latest trailer seems to be going into or coming out of this area too. So everything around him is the same, it's just around him now rather than being on him. As Limcube suggested on Twitter, I could see this shot from the latest trailer being reversed. So the elevator is actually taking Link down into a cave or into somewhere else entirely. And then the shot of Link being surrounded by guardian legs would actually take place before this shot, meaning that he's given all of this stuff and then shoved underground. This is just speculation and could be dead wrong, but it's cool to consider more possibilities and the idea that this is used for more than just freaking the hero out is fun. Let me know what you think this room could be used for in the full game. Story-wise, the Sheikah are an interesting one. As I said at the start, they have to play a big part of the game in some way, not only because they played a huge part in Breath of the Wild, but because they've played a huge part in the timeline as a whole. Because Impa's too old to go into action, I'd be interested to see Paya becoming Kakariko Village's protector. She's extremely shy in Breath of the Wild, but with some training from Impa, I could see her becoming a really great magic wielder. Plus, I can't see Impa skimping out on that opportunity to further her granddaughter's knowledge. 
It's worth noting that the monks themselves don't seem to be appearing in Tears of the Kingdom, which is a conversation in of itself since they were such a huge part of the hero's journey in the last game. But it makes sense considering they all just faded out of existence when completing every shrine. Compared to every single other race in the game, it really doesn't seem like Ganondorf has done anything to really upset the Sheikah just yet, but since they're the sworn protectors of Hyrule, I think they'll want to do as much as they can to fend off the villain. One of the best ways that they could do that if the Yiga are in the game is by opposing them. It would be really cool to see the Sheikah go head to head with the Yiga. In Breath of the Wild we saw far more Yiga magic than we saw of the Sheikah's magic, but that's because the Sheikah are a peaceful tribe of people whilst the Yiga were manipulative and wanted to help the Calamity. If push comes to shove in this game's epic story, I could imagine the reason why we haven't seen much of either the Sheikah or the Yiga is because there's a wider battle going on between the tribes, one for protecting the hero, the kingdom and Zelda, and the other tribe hellbent on having the ward conquered by Ganondorf. This would also give Pyre her moment in the spotlight as a commander for the Sheikah, or at least passing on instructions from Impa herself, as long as nothing bad happens to Impa in-game anyway. It's completely true that the Sheikah's role in Tears of the Kingdom could just be that of Pyora and Robbie creating even cooler technology for the hero to use in his fight against the Demon King, but I think they deserve more, and I don't think they'll get sidelined just because Ganondorf seems to be attacking the other races more than the Sheikah. If anything, that giant army aspect of the game actually might even be a better reason than ever to give the Sheikah and their powers more of a spotlight in Tears of the Kingdom, the game that releases in just over two weeks. But what do you think? What role do you believe the Sheikah could have in Tears of the Kingdom? Let me know in the comments. Please subscribe for more weekly content in the lead up to Tales of the Kingdom's release and you'll join the 22% of people who are watching that are subscribed. Plus like the video if you enjoyed it, it helps me a ton. Thank you all to my amazing Patreon supporters and members with an extra special thank you to Sumji and Jared Whedon as usual. Thank you all for watching and I'll see you soon. Please do stay safe.